Hello and welcome to Tammy Genders. We're back for a little bit of a shorter series this time, just three weeks taking a look at some of the curiosities around the Isle of Man and also remembering one of our favourite broadcasters. There might be a challenge or two in there as well, eh? Well, I hope so, yes. I'll have to think of something first, though. That's the most important thing. So then, for this first episode, we are going to head back to a curiosity that we first explored in the last series and never really found the answer to. Um, <laughs> like so many. Well, I know, yeah. Uh, one of the main curiosities, of course, is that we never remember exactly how many weeks we have for our programme. and so That's always a problem. That's a challenge in itself. It is, it is. This is three weeks, this one, but we will be back again uh, shortly after that. But um, let's return to the scene of this uh, Manx mystery, which I posed a little while ago and find out the answer to it. We're back out at Santon. We've come inside because it's a cool breeze blowing again. This is a sort of Mark II for TMG and uh, I'll get Beth to explain. Well, we were here a few weeks ago and we were looking for a grave, which I seem to remember, having spent a lot of time around Santon Church, it being one of my favourite places, I seem to remember there was a grave, which I always found really unusual, of somebody who died in the 1800s but was over 100 years of age. Hmm. We had a look for it. We did. We couldn't find yeah, it. You, you thought I'd made it up. Well, you did sort of say, when I got here, yeah, well, I've actually gone to the place I thought it was, and it's not that one. It must be somewhere else. So we spent a good half an hour wandering around in the freezing wind before you admitted defeat and said, actually, I don't have a clue really, but it is here somewhere, but I know a man who will know. I do know a man who will know, and that man is with us now. Uh, Donald Gelling. Hello. Hey, How Hello. are you? It's nice to see you again. And um, I didn't make it up, did I? No, Gravestone. It's there, it's there. That's where I'm, I'm showing you. You could read it uh, there, you see. This is a little uh, booklet about Santon's church. And a gravestone of great interest in the churchyard is that of Daniel Tear. He was a tinker and vagrant of Kirk Andrus, who died in 1787 at the age of 110. Correct. He's buried on the north side of the church and was the oldest Manxman who ever lived. The headstone epitaph was composed by Sir Wadsworth Busk, who was the Attorney General of the island. And it Wadsworth reads, Busk, that's a fantastic great name. name. What does it read? Here, friend, is little Daniel's tomb. To Joseph age he did arrive, sloth killing thousands in their bloom while labour kept poor Dan alive. How strange, yet true, full seventy years was his wife happy in her tears. And his wife died at the age of 98 in 1790. Don, is this true? Do we, I mean, are there any... Absolutely. I'll show you the monument now, if you'll go out in this lovely... Summer's day. A breeze. <laughs> uh, lovely sunshine. But you're right, it's on the north side. You went far off, and it's just outside there. But there are other graves and monuments of interest, which if we just covered as we're outside, I think you'd be interested in, right? Because there's another one that... Uh, I'll give you this little booklet, Beth. Thank you. Because um, you can then research it after the event... Now, you just read that one there. What does okay, that so this is an epitaph and a grave. All you travellers that pass by, as you are now, so once was I, and as I am, soon you will be, in time prepare for eternity. There you go. Ooh. You see? It's pretty accurate, isn't it? Yeah. We're all going to go sometime. <laughs> this is true, I'm afraid. Yes. Don't like to think about it, but you do, as we were saying the last time we were out here, there's nothing like wandering around a graveyard to make you feel 
morsel. It does bring it home. Yeah. We're going to brave the outside then. It is beautiful. The, it is. the sun is shining. It's actually a nice... It's not quite spring yet. We're still in winter, but it is a nice morning. It's a lovely church. If you haven't been out here before, it's a beautiful old church to see around. We'll close the door. Because the heating has been on. And we'll go out... And I'll follow them around the side here. It's much easier doing these sort of things when you've got someone who actually knows where the things are. So this is the north side. Right, OK, I'm with you. We were in the right area last time. We were. You see... You is that how it's... Re- you can't read what... On the God. stone, what you just read off the pamphlet. But that is his grave. So to be fair, you were actually in the right I area. I was in the right she area, was. She was yeah. north. I yes. was. Because uh, we looked up and down here quite a lot and I think maybe if I'd known his name and remembered his name had been Daniel but isn't that incredible but But how how was he 110 was he really 110 did he lie about his age what no 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 we don't we don't lie about these things (laughs) it's got to be legitimate to be in Santon you see like his wife as you said she lived a long time but not quite his age he was 110 you think about when it was, though, that's the incredible thing, isn't it? And yeah. you think in 17, that time. But they didn't get flu and diseases because their bodies were immune. Mm. There's too much medication now, you see, people aren't used to it. Mm. And I guess working outside a lot as well, so yeah, as long as you didn't get a chill, yeah. if you're working on the farm, working on the land, yeah. you're yeah. not going to be in with so many people all the time, yeah. and I suppose diseases don't spread yeah, as quickly. Absolutely. And yeah. the fact, though, that he. It says he was from Kirk Andrus. How did he end up here, I wonder? He was a vagrant, so they followed the work. You see, come Hollandtide, all the farms in all the areas would be hiring men. And you would travel until you got a job. And he probably had started in Andreas, could very well come down and work the next year in Michael, then down to Peel. And, of course, he would want to get away from Peel area, wouldn't he? He would uh, want to come south now. So he, he comes over here now, you see. Now, when you said north, where would you say Peel is? Hang on a minute. Standing here, where's Peel? That way? No, no, no. Hang Which on, way are you pointing? This is the north side, so no, I'm pointing that's west. That's down there. Oh, all right, hang on. Peel over is actually there. over there, just over the top of that house. Yeah. So yeah. The, the I'm being north, tested too much here. The north wall... The east is always where the communion window is, and of course the door coming in is obviously up opposite. So that's your west there, you see, west door. See, see, I failed the test there, I failed the test. Um, If you have been looking at the Manx Radio Facebook page today, you will see that we've posted a photograph of part of Santon Church. It's um, just a, a corner, it just looks pretty unordinary Mm. in some ways just a load of slabs there which I'd never noticed before having spent so much time up around that area never noticed it and did not realise its significance but uh, Donald Gelling explained that to us as well. So we'll just crack back up onto the path onto the north side so we're just outside the north side of the church following along the path into the sun happily that might warm things up a bit. Ah. Oh, there. Okay, yeah. Looks very, very old. But in fact, the story from that is that the farmer was ploughing just over behind what is now a bungalow, over on the right hand side, and the plough got hooked on something, and he went to have a look, and the plough was hooked under a slab. And when he lifted the slab, 
there was a skeleton, right? So, of course, he then explored a bit more and found another one. And they were, how can I put it, into the ground, into the uh, solid stone, and they laid them, and then they put slabs on top, and they were all with their arms crossed, so we could establish that they were Christian burials. Now, the museum of the day came out, excavated and took them all away and we had a dreadful time in Santon everything went wrong everything, things uh, the captain of the parish of the day died and everything went wrong so I went in one day into the museum and I said I want those bones back and I'm not moving out of here until I get them Joan was outside sitting in the car and they went off and they came back with a tea chest. Now, you're too young, Beth, to know what a tea chest was. You know, it was where the loose tea used to come in a, about uh, two foot square by about three foot deep. All just in the bottom. So, we brought them home. Dolan Kelly, great Manx speaker. <coughs> Dolan came up and he said everything in Manx. And the vicar said it obviously in English and they're reinterred there and why are they reinterred there? Because everything within these walls sacred ground never to be disturbed right? So they're now at peace and lying where I hope they will lie forever. So that's why it's roughly uh, paved was because we didn't want it looking new we wanted looking but them are the slabs the original slabs on the top but that's that's what that is you wonder who they were again don't you and, and where they came from well, of course you wouldn't unless you're with Donald or someone like yeah, him you wouldn't you actually know anything that. about that because uh, I think you've got the picture there which we can put on the uh, on the Facebook page where you can sort of see it, in essence there's nothing to say what it's all about no there's, there's no um, there's nothing to denote that this is such a, a special part of the of the churchyard but what an incredible story and how lovely that they were able to come home yes it's amazing things when you actually do some of these walks around with someone like donald who really knows the area so intimately you can you know you get much more of a sense of the whole history and again some of the wonderful old stones there. very difficult to actually read the writing on some of them but we we had a go at looking at some of the slabs at least christ of something for died for us yeah i think uh, uh, I can't quite read the bit underneath. Isn't that horrible? Oh, no. This is the largest monument we have, right? Looking rather dilapidated now because, of course, if you put a grave, headstone, curb, whatever up, it's actually up to the family to maintain it. Maintain it. it. Mm. But it doesn't get maintained. But that was the Klukas family. Now... We, you were saying before, Beth, how did he originate in Andreas and come down to Santon? Well, the Klukas family originated in Santon, right? And eventually went north because John Klukas, which was the last one of the Klukases that I knew, if you remember, he was an MHK for the north. Now, that was his family grave. And uh, basically, if you come round the other side... Just walk a little bit forwards a bit. So just back towards the church a little bit, towards the main entrance into the 
church and the graveyard around to the other side here. In the sun still, that's good. Right. Mary Vaughan. Now, Mary Vaughan is over on our left. That's where they lived, Mary Vaughan. Now, don't you come in here, tall briars. Yeah, and it is here, it's never grown. You see a white tablet? Yeah. I used to be a little bit... How can I put it? Uh, not an agitator. I wouldn't say I was an agitator, but I didn't like things just disposed of. And when they closed the Methodist chapel, Memorial Chapel, right? Now, to me, memorial means forever. And I <laughs> argued that the Methodist people could not sell it because it was a memorial, right? They were the tablets that were in the memorial chapel so I took them out and brought them up to somewhere at least that I knew they would remain because you didn't know what was going to happen to that I'm carrying on wandering round with Donald this is at Santon or Old Santon Church one of Beth's old well I suppose you say you're spending your youth there really that you were going to say old base. haunts weren't you I was going to say one of the old haunts it wasn't a very good choice of words was it but I mean this is how this one first started out if you've just joined us and you're wondering where we're wandering around it is Old Santon Church great place to go and explore if you've never been to go and have a look at uh, so many aspects and there is that uh, booklet which um, Donald gave us as well to take a look around and I think you can see that in the church explaining a little bit about the history but you spent some time as a youth there in any case yeah I really did and um, the Santon Sunday School is just next to the church it's actually um, a place playgroup now um, or nursery and it's it's a lovely part of the world you can see all around as we were hearing uh, at the start of the program and I did not realize until Donald was giving us this tour just how much there was to see so we're just paddling back round again to the uh, south side of the church sun all shines on the righteous it's none on Beth at the moment but so mean well, the problem with a lot of the old churches, of course, is maintenance. The same as we were saying with headstones, and that if a family puts up a headstone or a gravestone or a monument, then it's up to them to look after it. And, of course, if some of the family die off or move away, then they fall into disrepair. And the same with the churches themselves, I guess. There's a lot of work, and the buildings are often damp, and the problems we have. OK, so we're just a bit further down. Now, when you read this, the booklet I'm going to give you, bedtime before you go to bed <laughs> this is the great stone it wasn't cracked obviously but they say you said before is that true or what of course it's true seven vicars are under there somewhere over the years right so that again is another thing of interest but alongside is one that really again makes me very interested right because you can read it on the top but you know in Castletown there's a great column called Smelt, Smelt Memorial, Memorial. Yeah. but Smelt never got on the top they couldn't run out of money didn't they well he ran out of money and ran out of favour probably because he ran out of money so he's never gone on the top that is his daughter now your question, how did <laughs> Daniel Tia come to be in Stanton when he was in Andreas? How did Smelt's daughter come to be buried in Stanton when all his activity yeah. was in But then again, you can read it on the top from that side. 
Aha. There we go. Now, can you read that? Uh, here... Nice. Jessica. Was her name Jessica? Yeah. Is that say widow? Daughter. Youngest. Youngest daughter of the... Of the Lieutenant Governor oh. Smelt. Oh, well done. Yes, that's it. Yeah. And then what's under you? She, she, she fell, fell asleep. Oh, I can't, can't no, see. I can't see that. And well, there's something, and then the bottom line is there. Then something that sleep, sleep in Jesus. In Jesus will, will God bring to life again? Oh, quite read the end bit. Now you see, that's covered in moss, different types of moss. Now, Professor Thrower, will you come, come across Professor Thrower? He lives on the left-hand side. He's going into Balasala, uh, and his wife was Doctor Thrower. Doctor Thrower has died, and she's buried over there. But Professor Thrower is still there, and they spent literally hours and days up here in the churchyard they were experts in it was the lichens right and they said please don't take the moss off the off the headstones because there were so many different types of moss they were the most types that they'd ever come across so wow. i tend you know that'd be easy to get a pummy stone or something and just run over the top and you'll be able to read it, but we can read it, only just, and if Beth can read it, anybody can read it. Eh? Well, that goes to prove, now that's getting back to our original starting point now about the mortality and, you know, the sort of life coming a full circle. I did a Manx radio programme, not Tammy Ginders, I actually did it for Man in the Wild with Professor Stella Thrower, wow. spending an entire programme in this churchyard going round, talking exactly about what Donald's talking about, saying what a wonderful place this was, one of the best on the island for many ways, for the types and numbers of lichens that you find on the walls, on the gravestones, on the headstones and such like. Um, and I did an entire programme with her, which was incredible because she, she'd done a doctorate, I think, in, in lichens and such like, and was a real expert in that and also in insects. And now she's actually is buried, of course, in that. Beth, you see, yeah. you it said, is. Now, is that true? Yeah. Now, you see, I didn't know or yeah. any of that. Yeah. yeah. And yet there it's all there it is. for you. Uh, that's so, it. So that's the moment. Now, you see, we're coming now in... And down the bottom, you'll see there's no headstones. Right? Mm. And people wonder... When we say, you know, we're running short of space, they were graves for those who could not afford to be buried. They used the word, of course, paupers. But there was always a space that people, any person, could be buried in um, sacred ground in the churchyard. So that space down there, that's why it hasn't got any headstones. A lot of the railings were removed in the wartime and sent away for making tanks and arms, but we saved quite a few of them. Now, we tend to... How can I put it? Over the top left-hand corner, do you see the angel on the top there? Next door to that is my great-grandfather and grandmother, my grandfather and grandfather, and then just over the wall is my father and mother. And then my grave, see the seat over there? Yeah. My grave is right right there, you see. And I bought that in 1976. 
you see, 76. Seems a long time ago, but I even then thought this extension we had, you know, oh, people were saying, you'll never, that'll never be filled. You want to see it now? So we've now got another piece railed off already for an extension. Now that is, again, um, something that we were determined to keep our glebe land because we're only here as custodians for what, well, when we live here. You don't know what the future brings and all other churches have just about sold all their glebe land and you'll see now Malou, uh, St Mark's, have got no more. I think they've got about 10 grave spaces left and they're trying to buy land of landowners next door and they're having great difficulty, you see. But we've got another section there which extends from the new one down there. But see all that land over the far... You can see over the top of the hill? Yeah. That's all certain glebe land over through the trees over there, you see. Because we don't know, do we? We don't know what... Goes to proof. Have you got your grave? Oh, Howard. I'm just thinking, well, you know, you're knocking on. Thank you. Well, I, I wouldn't have been much older than exactly when I bought it. That's what I was thinking. No? And I bought Have you? Two. No. I bought two, you see. Not knowing your family, you see. Yeah. It's okay looking after yourself, and so I bought the one next door. My grandparents are up round there as well. Yeah, they are. Oh, that's up that side, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's it. So? Goes to prove, you see. You do have to think about it. I haven't. I mean, who thinks about getting their grave unless you're really organised? Right, I'm going to go back into the church briefly to end up this little tour today. So here we go, right back in again. Gosh, it suddenly feels incredibly warm in here. So I brought you back, as there promised, and, uh, and we found it. We did, so and I was more. right. I was right. So we can just uh, remain to uh, thank Donald very much indeed thank today you. for his time. Really appreciate it, and it's good to know. I mean, Beth was half right. We'll give her that. She was half right with where three the stone quarters. was. Yeah, three quarters. I give a point. Yeah, point six four. Point <laughs> six four. That sounds exactly right. I would have right. said. Right. Point six four. Mm, I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, this is Tamagindis on Manx Radio. As we say, thank you so much to Donald Gelling. A fascinating tour around Santon. And this is Tamagindis here on Manx Radio. If there's a curiosity in your local area that you think we should be investigating, do get in touch and let us know. But we've reached the part of our programme now where we normally take a look back in the archive. And since over the past couple of weeks we have lost the legend to us that was David Collister... We thought having a little dip into the A Time to Remember archive would be a great idea. You can find all of these on the Culture Vannon website. There are links on the Manx Radio website as well. Um, I've chosen this one to start off with. It is a conversation that he had with Alec Caron about farming in days gone by at Craig and Ashen, a traditional Manx farm at Glen May. Alec Caron was born at Craiglay Farm at Newable, but very soon moved to Craig and Ashen in Glen May. And it's there that his earliest memories come from. Well, I was brought up on the farm, more or less for, oh, I don't know, 20 years. And farming in them days was very, very hard. Uh, 
plowing with horses and stuff like that. I'll dig a plow. And you're walking miles during the day, but then again you knew nothing else. Mm. And you go to the midden with a grip at you, filling the cart with dung. David Collister speaking to Alec Karen in a Time to Remember episode. And there will be more of those. They really are. (laughs) There will be more of those next week. And uh, next week, hope you can join us. Look after yourselves. Bye for now.